Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm John Laurie. And today on the show, we are once again joined by John Laurie from the Urban Butler, who specialises in short-term rental accommodation, aka Airbnbs. And today we're going to talk about the economic impact that Airbnb has on the New Zealand economy. And it's it's a lot higher than you possibly might initially think. Now, the research we're going to talk about today, which we previewed in the last episode, is comes directly from the Deloitte Economic Access Report, which John actually went to the initial presentation of, which was hosted with Airbnb, wasn't it, John? That's right, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Now, one of the stats that we started having a bit of a giggle about before we started recording was this idea that the average uh, star rating in New Zealand for Airbnb in 2017 was 4.8 out of 5 stars. And I thought, oh, that probably shows the, the, the quality that we have of Airbnbs in New Zealand. And what did you say, John? It, it was actually brought up in the presentation that Deloitte's did that... Uh, that Airbnb ratings in New Zealand are the highest in the world, and based on the fact that Kiwis are so nice. Yeah, and I think I don't think it's anything to do with the Airbnbs themselves. I think it's just the, the people that are staying in them. <laughs> and that's actually an interesting stat that came out from this report as well, is the areas that people come from. So we've just been looking at these, and John and I are both quite nerdy, and so we've been looking at these. So in 2017, 35% of guests actually came from New Zealand in terms of Airbnbs, and Australia, which was the second highest number of, of, of guest nights, was half of that. So, so New Zealand, 35%, Australia about 17%. And then the other interesting thing about where people are coming from is that after Australia, the United States was third, uh, fourth was China, and then fifth, United Kingdom. And I thought, well, that probably shows as well uh, the different sorts of people that, that, that come, to, come to New Zealand. I would have thought China might been a, have been a bit lower. Yeah, look, I mean, I think from our sort of portfolio of bookings... Um, I would say 60% is probably domestic and 40% overseas. Um, and then probably a third of all bookings are business-related versus vacation. Um, last time that we caught up with our Airbnb account managers, they were talking about heavily promoting Airbnb in China at the moment. That's their new you know, market, um, the new market that they're trying to attract. So, yeah, that's a big push for them. Really, really interesting. And um, just touching on that stat that you just mentioned as well, uh, that about 30% of your, your bookings uh, that you're seeing in Auckland currently are for business. In this report, uh, and bear in mind this was, was 2017 data, it was only about 5%. Yeah, look, I think that part of that is uh, when we started to sort of advertise to inbound tourism operators and, and to, to corporates, at the beginning, there was a lot of um, pushback in terms of corporates, for example, not engaging with Airbnb and Uber and all the all these new things that have come along. And they were very traditional about their booking systems, and they employ you know big um, corporate travel companies, and they don't go down the Airbnb path because there is a danger that it might not be what it what you what you think it is, as we spoke about in the other episode. So the the benefit for us is that we've got our own booking system as well as Airbnb. And so by building um, a professional management company around that and having our own booking system means that we can go directly to the corporates once they've had a good experience with one of our properties and our, and, and our guest 
um, relations, then they'll just continue to come back because they know they're going to get a good service. And so uh, that's built our business-related um, guest stays to that 30%. And that's probably, I mean, it says two things there. One is the rapid adoption of of companies to, to these types of services. Uh, to see that jump, uh, I remember, you're definitely right about the Uber thing. Uh, I, I was working for an organisation in 2015. We were probably one of the first to jump on Uber. And I remember how innovative we thought we all were because we were using Uber, uh, Uber's business technologies, which were really new at the time, whereas now everybody just uses it and that that adoption has happened over four years but the other thing that that says as well just taking the stats from this you know five percent generally in 2017 to your 30 percent is the actual benefit as well of using a professional company who will go out and actively market your airbnb or your short-term rental accommodation property to businesses because of course businesses are going to mean uh, much more stable revenue as well higher occupancy because they might be uh, taking uh, taking room nights uh, during the week, whereas uh, the, your standard travellers will be taking them out on the weekends. And so that helps to even out and smooth out your occupancy as well. Absolutely. And because they know that we're, we're market-based in terms of our pricing, you know, pricing doesn't even come into it. It will just be, we need, you know, we need three apartments for two weeks. These are the dates. And one of the stat, and other interesting stats that I've, I've read in this, this Deloitte report, uh, and I've heard anecdotally, and I've been really surprised at this actually, is the, the sheer number of nights that some people will, will book. You know, I've, heard, I've got a friend who does Airbnb. He had somebody rent out his, uh, this was a spare bedroom in this case, as opposed to, as opposed to a full apartment, but I know this happens for full apartments as well, for up to three months or 60 days. Absolutely. And I think that's pretty, pretty shocking when people start to hear that as well. We have a heap of properties at the moment that are on much longer rentals. Um, we had an inquiry this afternoon for one, for, so for two apartments, sorry, from beginning of November to the beginning of February. So that, that's for two apartments at the busiest and most expensive time of year. For it, so it's like 120 days, a third of the year. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was about three months. I think it was probably more like 90 days. But 90 yeah, days. we do have many of those lengthy bookings now, which is great. The, the um, it means that we don't have to, service the apartments as often as, as, as when we've got the you know the shorter stays but we also um, insist on, on on making sure that we clean the apartments regularly during that time so that we're not left with you know a large cleaning bill at the end that sort of thing so it's it's important to keep the maintenance of that property up even when you've got someone in there for a long long period of time yes 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 and that I suppose allows you to have a bit of a uh, an eye on the property as well and just make sure that you've got um, that that the property is being looked after by the tenant as well as yourself over Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah, that's and, important. And that that is the key as well because otherwise, um, you, you know, you don't have the right to do inspections like you do with with a standard rental property. So you want to keep an eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So uh, I guess the, the the reason why we start geeking out about these reports, John and myself, is because once you start digging into the data, you do get some of this insight about what 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 is happening. What are the opportunities for me owning an Airbnb, um, and, and and what does this this all mean? Hey, a couple of stats as well, just before we, we finish off. One really interesting uh, uh, number that caught my eye here was that in Auckland. Uh, the, for the people who come and use Airbnbs, 23% of their expenditure is on accommodation 
and 23% is on food, so restaurants, cafes, and bars. And smart operators like John, you know, he was just telling me that he goes out to restaurants in order to uh, try and get deals for his Airbnbs because he might have, I think, 50 apartments in a very close proximity, and that means that he can get really good reviews and try and get even more bookings. Um, so that's interesting from that perspective, but it's interesting that they are spending just as much on accommodation as they are on, on food. Yeah, that's right, Ed. I mean, we um, we try to recommend restaurants to our guests that are slightly off of the beaten track, ones that we really like. Um, so not your sort of typical high street, high end restaurants. We'll we'll recommend places that we really like that might be off the beaten track that someone who's staying here for two or three nights might not find on TripAdvisor and that sort of thing. So it's really opening up the city a little bit in terms of you know living like a local. Um, so by recommending those places, it's it's not only good for the economy and for these smaller operators, but it's great for the guests because you know for them to find some of these laneway bars or laneway restaurants, whatever it is that are slightly off the beaten track, um, is is not necessarily going to happen in a short stay. Yes, and, and yes. the reviews that we get off the back of that are, are, are tremendous. So it's it's just really nice to get them uh, in terms of you know recommendations and thanks so much and blah 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 blah. Yes, and this, uh, you know, again, um, we, we always say this, it's it's not just because it's out of the, the kindness of our heart that we do these sorts of things or why you'd use a professional to do these things. It's because that's what helps get your occupancy up. That's what helps smooth your occupancy, which gives you surety of revenue and helps achieve the best yield absolutely possible, which is what we're trying to do here as investors, aren't it? Absolutely. Um, but the last thing that I do want to just say is take those 23% on accommodation, 23% on food in Auckland, and just compare that to, say, down in Queenstown. People down there are spending 38% on accommodation and 18% on food service. So you can look at a stat like that when you're looking at a report and just see uh, comparatively you'd expect that Queenstown would have very, very high yields and very, very high prices, which from the previous episode we did with roost mortgages, we know that's absolutely true. So you can sometimes look at these averages and these economic reports and start getting some of that inside out as well. That's right. I mean, the, the price of restaurants in Queenstown is no different to here, so it, the differential is in the price of the economy. Both have Botswana butchery and I can tell you the price is exactly the same. <laughs> Still 60 bucks for a steak. Oh it is. Um, but of course if you do want to, uh, if you've got an apartment in a central city and you want to start taking your first steps towards Airbnb, you want to see what it would look like if you converted that, then go to urbanbutler.com, you know, see, you know, John's an absolute expert, you know, see whether he might be able to help you out. And of course if you are interested in learning about property, whether that's to buy your first home or as an investment, we do have these online video courses on our website, Opus Partners, opespartners.co.nz, uh, to go and check those out there. Uh, and please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help us get the show out to more and more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. John Lurie. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>